Hey, hey guys! <laughs> Welcome to. Every time we're like, yeah. Oh, we couldn't even do the whole intro. Hold on. Oh, yeah, we got to do it again. Okay, one, two, three. Hey guys! Welcome, Welcome to, to Half Torah with Wait. Abigail. And Eliana, but I'm Abigail. And I'm Eliana. Wow! We five. did it. That was pretty Woo! good. That, that was, was like, that five. was five. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. So we're in great moods today. Yeah. <laughs> guys, it was like, it was so nice today. So warm. Also, it's Tuesday and we always do this on Thursday. Yeah, so get hyped. That's so. my bad. Yeah, a little a little change up. No, I'm so fine with yeah. that. Oh my God, Honestly, like it. this is chill. Like it's the middle of the day. It's yeah. not like it's not late at night when we usually it's do it. Yeah, it's five. Yeah, it's chill. Oh Wait, don't God. look at anything. Oh my God. Okay, we're not looking. Truma is this week. No, it's Titsava. What? Oh yeah. shoot! I sent in a Dvar Torah to my Chumash teacher and I called it Truma Dvar Torah. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> Whoops! Whatever. Oops. Sorry, Miss Gelman. Mrs. Gelman. That's so funny. If she listens. Well. If she listened, she'd be like, Eliana, I taught you homage for years, and you sound like a dummy. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, Sorry, like, so it's Tetsave. We gotta do some more promo. I wanna, like, send this out, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now that we have, like, five listeners. Right. That's kind of... Yeah. That's so more than most five people. pushing <laughs> I, I listen. You... <laughs> I'm sending this week's to my friend, because she asked me to. Oh, my God. Yay. Okay, we gotta yeah. make it good. Shout out to the friend. Yeah, Tolly Miller. Whoa, out you to just gotta sh- Whoa. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. You, so you better listen. I'll know if you listen because I want to thank you for this shout out. Yeah. You're basically famous now. Right, exactly. Maybe Koran will sponsor you. Yeah, like they sponsored <laughs> us. Oh, wait, wait. Just kidding. Not oh, yet. Oh, I wish. I wish. Not at yet. Koran. Not yet. Maybe, maybe if we both do Shana Bad and we both continue this series. Yeah, so. Or maybe I'll just get a sponsor and you won't because you're abandoning me. I'll try. Okay, cool. I'll try. <laughs> what if I... I mean, no, if I... Oh, ew, I always talk about stuff and then I'm like, well, my mom can never listen to this now. But like, if I do Shirulu me, then I'll try to come in like evenings. That would be so cute. That would be cute. Uh, yeah, or I can come to you. I'm not going to be true. Special. Where are you? True. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going to be because right. I don't have any jobs. Shirulu me system sucks. But please, Behadar, to hire me. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Was that it. today? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was really chill. And it's in Jerusalem. So I'm you so could glad. come. You could Whoa, continue. Oh, that would be amazing. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, for sure. I'm I find out in two weeks. I'm actually just not worried. I think we're, we're going to be right good. I mean. Okay, guys. So it's Tetzava. Yeah. What? Wait. How are we going to How are we gonna get this to our Torah? Where well, are we going to get it from? Oh, my God. Where are we getting this from? Wait, what is this? Oh wait! Oh, it's a it's a nice looking book. It's a nice looking. You guys book. know how this book looks because it's the cover of our podcast. <laughs> the terrible cover. I'm gonna change it one day. I like it. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it really is like <laughs> so. You know what you're getting into when you look at the cover. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. It's so funny. I think it's hilarious. Like it looks like YouTube in like 2005 or something. That's like, basically what this is. You know. True. Spotify, <laughs> hey, or Apple Music, or every other every platform. streaming platform. I don't even know what all of them are. But it's We're about to get Netflix show. Literally. Oh my god, let's do it. We create Netflix podcast. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, we would actually make like the funniest Netflix like original stand up series type. Oh of my thing. god, yeah. It would just be so funny, like a Bo Burnham type of style. Oh, like, I love. Bo oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, let's, I'll be the. DJ. We got to be a little bit more self deprecating. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> suck. We're, we're sorry. So um, but anyway, so this nice book. Oh yeah, Mitocha Ochel. I can't. I, I always say, say it. Y'all, I'm hungry. All I've eaten today is a Twix bar. Oh my god, that's not even cute. You need food. That's you not. Need even, food. Well, I have food. I ate two I'm gonna eat after. From- 
Oh, I have bougie pasta. Oh my god. From the mall. Shout out to the bougie pasta place. She better not come in here. (laughs) Shout out to the bougie pasta place. Oh my god. So good. So, so yeah. Okay, me too. Oh hell. From within the tent, the haftorot of the rabbis and professors of Yeshiva University. You know, you know who puts this out. It's Magid. It's Magid. A That's division it. of, <laughs> but they are a division of Koren, which is why we're so upset. We love Koren. We really do. We um, we had a tour of their whole like book situation. Oh my yeah, god, so cool in Jerusalem. We stand check it. She really did a job Jeru. there. Yeah, that'd be kind of sick. You should. I'll talk to Root. Okay, so Root um, should listen to this. Yeah, shout out to Root. Absolutely. Okay, so it's Parshat Tzava. Yes, and um, it's- Aaron gets his garb. All his garb, and they're talking all about like the whole process of like what the coin has to do. Um, Aaron and his sons passing down for generations. It's mm-hmm. like a lot of technicality with like the mizbeach and all of that. So what I have think? an idea. Yeah, it could be. Um, what is so it called? Shmuel. Shmuel. Shmuel Aleph. Because that's when it's all about like Ailey. Oh, and- I was just gonna say like I would like yeah. Ailey, is that, like, that Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like his Ailey sons are like doing really bad stuff. That so could be the part like with that like would be the one with, with not the, gonna be yeah. I'm, I'm so good at, like, oh getting a, like, niche Parsha, but then there's, like, always a better thing, which obviously Chazal would not take anyway, because they don't take my good suggestions. <laughs> oh my god, fire. Let me see. Let me think. Okay. Okay. Um, hmm. Maybe it's something with, like, the Kalim. Well, no, because we're not really talking about the Kalim. Yeah. It's more but, about... Like, I don't yeah. know. Maybe, like, some random, like, like Zacharia or something. I don't know. Whoa, that was out of left field. Yeah. That's like, I don't even know what Zacharia's about. I'm be real. I need, like... like we need a... A nach glass. We need like a Straight mamish, up. mamish nach glass. <laughs> Remember when we bought your miyahus? Oh my god. I've been taking a your miyahu class all year. Whack. Okay. W- wait, okay, wait. Last chance. Oh my god. I'm gonna crack it open. Oh my gosh. Your miyahu. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Okay, okay. So, guys, this is by Rabbi Dr. Barry Frendel. 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 Hatorat Tetzava, Heaven, Hechal, and Coming Home. Oh my goodness. Oh my god, guys, I know what it is. What is it? It's Yechazkel. Oh, wait. <laughs> we just had Yechazkel. Like, like the very first ago. part? I guess we'll find out. That's the, that's a crazy part. I read I that part know. of Yechazkel where, so, like, the angels and the chariot all Oh, well, we just had that on, um, oh, that different I, half tour, like, a few, um, few weeks ago. We did? Yeah. It must have been one that, like, didn't talk about it so much. Like, it mentioned it. No, I, I literally like, remember it, like, No, I believe you. On. I completely believe you. Well, I just don't remember. Should find it? No. Well, who? Was that our fave? Um, Bo? It may have been. Okay, you know what? This, I'm not going to find it right now. It's okay. But yeah. I believe you. Okay. I think it was somewhere in Schmoke. Okay. Um, I'm going to start because you yeah. always start. No. By all means. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I can't believe you said yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, Abigail. It's my job. <laughs> you got this. Okay. You got it. In the last few chapters of Sefer Yechazkel, the prophet presents a vision of the Messianic era. Included in that vision are his prophecies describing the temple that will be built at the end of days and how the sacrificial service will proceed during that, this time. The Haftarah <coughs> from Tzadah comes from that section. If we read these chapters and compare them to the material that appears in biblical and rabbinic literature describing either the first or second temples, we will see that while there are many similarities, there are also some profound and dramatic differences. Oh this seems to contradict a Talmudic teaching. The Torah, in describing the building of the sanctuary in the desert, tells us, <speaking in Hebrew> A 
According to all that I show you, the form of the sanctuary and the form of all its utensils, so shall you do. The last phrase is understood by the Bavli to mean Lidorot, for all generations. This would suggest that the structure of the Mishkan in the wilderness should be identical to the later structures at Shiloh, Nov, Givon, for the first temple, for the second temple, for Herod's temple, and for the temple at the end of the days. But this is um, patently, this is patently, and obviously not true. Shlomo's first temple was a magnificent structure. The second temple was tiny and almost puny in comparison. Herod's was again magnificent, but different from Shlomo's. And what we read in this Haftorah is again, not the same. And none of these are like the sanctuaries in the wilderness. Ooh, I kind of like this like theme now. Like, okay, because yeah. I was kind of like getting it on point recently with like all the like callbacks to the temple. Mm-hmm. Like we remember I loved last week's, like I loved last week's um, Haftorah, like Dvar Torah. Like, I like how they're getting into, like, the differences between the Mishkan and the yeah. Mikdash, the different Mikdashes. Like, yeah, 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 like, the comparison, especially. Like, kind of like not just, like, parallels, but, like, like character, like, yeah. similarities, stuff like that. Like, I always picture it, well, like, obviously the Mishkan's different than the Beta Mikdash, but, like, I always just picture it as, like, a little Beta Mikdash that you, like, carry around, whatever. <laughs> and then, like, the Beta Mikdash, I, like, I've never thought of the two being, like, different. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, oh, and then they, right. like, rebuilt it the same way that it was. Oh, interesting. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. My brain just didn't, like, register yeah, no, that obviously that. they right, did. Right, right. Um, I would also like to just point out at Magid NYU and this <laughs> rabbi, thank you for putting the Hebrew instead of just transliterating it. it drives <laughs> we sound so time. stupid. Because every time we're reading it, it's, like, in English, it's written yeah. out like the Hebrew. And here I was like, oh, my goodness. It's written yeah. in Hebrew. Like, so you guys it's so know, much easier. When we're reading the Hebrew, like, in most other ones, we sound dumb because it's all transliterated and yeah, we don't know what it says. Also, but I, I like shouldn't have prefaced it with that because I'm gonna sound dumb trying to read this anyway. <laughs> no, you're not, so you're fine. I'm really bad at reading Hebrew, especially without Nakudot. I have like Hebrew, not like dyslexia, but like I can't like fit the words together you can with skip like. It. No, you can but just do the English. I, if you want. I was thinking that what's it? Well, is the English the same thing? Yeah. Oh, I think. Never mind. Hat. We got English. <laughs> Sorry, Abigail's, Abigail's better than me at, at this reading Hebrew. You, like, jumped right oh, into it. I was like, oh Abigail, my, God, my gosh. You're so sweet. <laughs> it's true. I wish I could read Hebrew. Actually. I wish I could speak Hebrew and you could, so. Okay, fine. Yeah. So we're both happy where we are. <laughs> no, we're both unhappy where we are. Yeah. <laughs> Discontent. <laughs> Whatever. Oh we, both God, so <laughs> we both have our strength. We both have our strength. Okay, oh, we should, should. Thought bubble pops. We did <laughs> Okay. Um, getting back into it, I hope you guys remember what we're talking about. This issue was known to Jewish thinkers. For example, Rambam says, The building that Shlomo built is already described in the book of Malachim, like I guess. Wow, no, you guess Shmuel. Oh, you're right. I, I love you, though. <laughs> yeah, okay, I promise, I'm not telling you had a long day. They could day. have just rewound, rewound, like, ten minutes and been like, that's not what she said. Yeah, so, like, they totally would have. They would have been like, wait. Oh, Eliana's well, like, they would have, like, commented on our non-existent it. comments. True. <laughs> Comment down below if you think that was rude. <laughs> Guys, I just can't help myself. <laughs> no, it's true. I, I remember because, like, when I was going to suggest, like, Shmuel, I forgot if it was Shmuel or Malachim. Oh, but then yeah, I got yeah. it right when I, like, said it. I was like, oh, it's Shmuel. Yeah, because you're just too smart. But then I, like, backtracked no, I Malachim. Get it, I get it. So, still bad. Whatever. I'll G. Back to what Rambam says. We're going to start over. The building that Shlomo built is already described in the book of Malachim. So, too, the future building, even though it is written in Yechezkel, is not, um, it is not interpreted and explained. But the people of the second temple, when they built... Um, when they built in the days of Ezra, built it in a similar way to the building of Shlomo and with some aspects of the things that are explained in Yechezkel. 
Tosvot Yom Tov, as the Yechezkel's vision, Lo Piresh Al Pi Chazal, was not interpreted by the rabbis of blessed memory. I take this to mean that since we do not know exactly what conclusions the halachic process will produce in messianic times, as the rabbinic role in the process won't happen until then, we cannot say definitively that Yechezkel's vision me- what Yechezkel's vision means in practical terms. This would seem to amplify the question, since it reinforces the idea that the final temple will not simply be a copy of any of the others. This idea is further emphasized by Yechezkel's focus only on the Messianic era temple and his descriptions. Yechezkel lives at the time when the first temple was destroyed, yet he does not prophesy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yet he does not prophesy concerning um, concerning what the second temple will look like. For this reason, Rambam emphasizes that his prophecy serves um, served the builders of the second temple as a source of something similar to what they were building. Instead, God takes Yechezkel and allows him to reach beyond that moment in time to a different structure that will stand at the end of days. Also, again, we see that the designs of the various temples are different. I don't know how to read normal words now. No, you're great. At the beginning, it was the hard words. It was like the Dr. Goldstein words that I couldn't read. <laughs> and now I'm like, also, <laughs> like, again. No, you, you read great. It's chill. And I don't know if that was prophecy or prophesy. All of you guys thinking that I'm stupid, like, I am. I don't oh know. Oh, my God. Can you stop? We're Bo Burnham. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat stuff. Okay, fine. Um, there are two answers to this question. One that responds generally to the differences between the various iterations of the Mishkan slash Beit HaMikdash, and the other that speaks directly to Yechezkel's prophecy, describing the last temple that will be built. Examining the second answer first, Malvin tells us that one of the signs that we will have reached, that we will have really reached, what? Malvin tells us that one of the signs that we will have really reached the Messianic temple will be that Yechezkel himself will be resurrected to serve as Kohen at the dedication of the altar in that structure. Okay, can I just comment something? Like, if yeah. he was dead, that means he has, like, the highest level of tummy mate. How can he be a Kohen oh, Gadol? <laughs> that's... Oh, my God. He's, like, a zombie literally, literally. in the Mishkan. Oh He's, like, I'm dead. And, like, none of the other Kohens can come in. Yeah, that's... Oh, just, unless they're all uh, dead. Does that matter? But, like, you think then you're like, tummy mate. Like, you can't do avoda. Are you tummy mate if do you, you come back? Do you become Do you just, that's like, what, get some that's what he, on you That's kind of what done? I'm... What's it called? That's what I'm... Possibly writing my thing about my serious? my like lesson model lesson whatever we're doing like the Shavuot thing. We're doing that. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, we have a class on it. I think today. Are you? Still, or was it yesterday? What? I did. Or not maybe it's Thursday. One. No, we're going to. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I hope the teacher doesn't listen to. It. Uh, it's gonna be like <laughs> call out of you guy. Wait. Oh. Is but it I'll let you know once I class? research it. Not hermeneutics and homiletics. No, the like. Other yeah, one. I'm not in that class. Oh, you're not. No. Are you giving a shavuot thingy? I don't know. Oh. Whatever. Okay. Well, that well, might be mine. Anyways, I'll let you know if that's Tommy made. If I do it about that, I'm well, thinking about just doing it about dreams. Because like the loss of Taharot and stuff, I feel like Rambam wasn't talking about when like the Kohen Gadol comes back to life. Because don't you have to like be alive? I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. they I are alive. Enough. Wait, if you're okay, I have a question. Like, in your opinion. Is Chiyada Meitim, like, the zombie apocalypse? Like, what are they coming back as? Like, are, do you just get your whole body? Well, I don't know. I well, don't I know have an opinion. Know. Oh, you don't? No. I just, I have no I mean, I don't either. I, I mean, I always just figured they would 
get their bodies back. Yeah. Which I guess means I, that they're I not dead. I also figured that. But then they're not, like, really dead. That, so they're reborn? Oh, my God. I, I guess. Guys, we're having an existential, like... Dilemma. Yeah. Crisis. Comment down below if you know the answer. Yeah, guys. I hope you're a nubby. Who's coming back? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, hey, I'm a nubby. I can answer all the yeah, questions. Thanks. Please contact me. We will contact you if yeah. you say you're a nubby. Okay. Thought bubble super popped. Oh my god, it's out. <laughs> his credentials for the job are presumably his prophetic knowledge described in the Saftorah of exactly what must be done since the rituals will be different than those performed in the other temples. Hence, Yechaskel's prophecy is necessary for the Messianic era and serves as an indication that the events involved in the Jewish return from the Babylonian exile did not constitute that messianic era or the building of the final temple. What happened at that point in time was guided by the prophecies of the prophets who oversaw the building of the temple and not by Cheskel's words. This opens the door to the more general, general answer that in each iteration of God's house, there were prophets present who, using the prophecy they received from the Almighty, guided each of the structures to include those elements that were the same as in the other temples. And those things... Um, that were unique. Well, I'm so confused. So there were these prophets that guided things. Temple. That what? I mean, that makes sense. Is that in the pshat though? Like, I don't understand. Um, that in each iteration of God's house, there were prophets present who used. Okay, wait. Are the iterations that we're talking about Mishkan, Beta Mikdash, the first one and the second one? Oh, I guess they received from the Almighty guided each of the structures to include those elements that were the same as in the other temples and those things that were unique. Okay, that um, makes sense because, like, we know that. Like, we had, like, Moshe. Right. And all well, other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Were there? You're right. Were there? There weren't other prophets in Moshe's time, right? Yeah, there were. There were. Like, Who else was Aaron, Yehoshua. But, like... Miriam. Were they, like, top... Yeah, Miriam and Nivea. When were they... When did she prophet? Well... I know that she did. I know that sometimes Aaron and Moshe got at the same time. Aaron also did, but Moshe always got at a higher level. Oh. So, like, Moshe was still, like, the main prophet. Yeah. And, like, just everyone who we ever talked to got to be a prophet yeah. also. All the, like, laymen were, like, chilling. I guess, yeah. Weird. Normally, prophets after Moshe could not determine Jewish practice prophetically, but here, the verse itself gives license to do so. <coughs> so, according to all that I show you, the form of the sanctuary, so shall you do. Each of these sacred buildings that make their individual appearances across history was constructed according to a vision from God which allowed for the differences that occurred. The exception is Herod's temple, which was built after the close of prophecy. However, in that case, a sage named Baba Ben Buta, who was familiar with the prophetically driven second temple, guided and advised Herod accordingly. One temple that remained, um, one problem we're restarting. <laughs> One problem that remains is that Yechezkel's vision seems to describe a temple of enormous dimensions, so big that it may be larger than the Temple Mount, so big that it would seem to push some of the structures of the temple beyond the boundaries of Jerusalem as we know it. In contemporary Israel, the Jerusalem Area Code, O2, stretches um, as far as Yericho. Some understandings of the dimension of Yechezkel's messianic Jerusalem would thus do a Israeli food would do the Israeli phone system proud. Wow, that's crazy. It's hysterical. That, that Jerusalem that was just, like, Israel. <laughs> like, not really, but, like, that it was just huge. Yeah. And that's, then he just used the phone area code to, like, that is funny. that. Very smart, actually. Shout out. Good practical application. True. That's fun. Um, this, again, was understood by Jewish scholars. As Malbim said, V'ir Yerushalayim shel atid shetiyeh rechokam min amikdash... Menhe meal. Could be like um, forty-five. 
45 mil. Oh. Yeah, because mil... Got it, got it. Mil is um, a thingy, a, what's it called? A unit of length. I remember, I, I learned that in a Mishnah with a Tara. Oh, wow, you're so smart. Yeah, shout out to... Atara. Shabbat. Oh. Or Chagika. And Atara. <laughs> Mishnah. Yeah, shout out to the Chazal. This, that's my first time shouting out Chazal. <laughs> in like a positive oh my way. God. Love you. <laughs> um, the future city of Jerusalem will be 45 mil away from the temple there. 45. Oh. Um, these extremely large dimensions raise concerns among the commentators. The expansion is pictured, um, is pictured as moving out toward the north of the city. That will intrude into the tribe of Yehuda's territory and even worse the new structure of the temple will remove it from Mount Moriah where it must stand okay. <laughs> there are at least four approaches to these issues the first is effectively to say in Hachinami it is true mm-hmm. at the end of days things will be different and in fact the temple mount in the messianic era may stand on the entire geographic <coughs> area that was called the city of Jerusalem in temple times as such there will simply be different dimensions to everything Okay. A variation of yeah, this position appears in Malbim, who points to Zachariah. <gasps> I literally said Zachariah. She got that. Oh point, my god. <laughs> points, for, points for Abigail. That's so random. That's so random. Point. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, it's oh, one right now. Yeah, but like you were right about. The, oh no, they said no. Malbim. Oh crap. <laughs> You're usually right though. Okay. No, I'm usually, I usually just guess your Miyahu and like yeah, hope for the best. You're bound to get it like 50 True. True. <laughs> Hazal okay, so. was obsessed. They loved it, but good job. Thank you. you guys better that. be clapping in your houses. Abigail <laughs> just got it. Oh, thanks, guys. So a variation of this position appears in Malbim, who points to Zechariah chapter 14, which we read as the Haftorah for the first days of Sukkot. In that chapter, we are told that at the end of days, there will be a massive earthquake that will cause the Mount of Olives to split and its different segments to move to different locations. Malbim argues that these parts of the mountain will provide the necessary extra ground on which the expanded Jerusalem will stand. Since this mountain was already part of Jerusalem, no rules have been violated. As Jerusalem will stand on ground that was always part of the city, and the temple will stand on similarly expanded Temple Mount. That's sick. What? I kind of like it. I am actually shook that that is, like, shot. Yeah, I mean, that's just Malvin's, like, opinion, but it's, no, it makes it's sense. Um, no, it's like, that's, no, the stuff happened in Zaharia, but he's saying that, like, right, right, that, right, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but I'm shook that, like, the whole, like, Harazitim splitting yeah, up thing. Yeah, never I, heard wow. of that. That's sick, though. Malvin, so much stuff that he says, I'm just like, that's crazy, and I love it. Like, really? he has great commentary. Yeah? Yeah. I have, like, an, I actually was, like, reading about his thought bubble. Okay, guys. <laughs> I was, like, reading about him because I'm reading a book also produced by Magid. Oh! Um, NYU. It's called Books of the People. Plug. Mm. Corin, you better be coming out. Yeah, Corin, that's oh two God, books. That's Same. two books we plugged ah, in one video. So, so it has, like, different, like, Jewish philosophers and, like, their works and stuff, and I was reading about the album, and it's, like, very interesting, totally not what I would have expected. It's, like, kind of, like, the antithesis to, like, the rational um, perspective. Oh, that's why I like him. <laughs> yeah, 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 because I think, yeah, I, if I'm correct, I hope I'm right. Well, what? Oh, no! Wow, I'm so wrong. Who oh, my God, it? can we delete all of that? No. Was- <laughs> <laughs> you get to be wrong one it time. It was, like, the Maharal or something. Well, whatever, something. You, you got yourself. Oh, my God, I hate it. Do you remember who, what Malbim's was? No, not at all. Oh, still oh cool. God, Maybe I'll read some so Malbim was, like, more modern, wasn't he? Wasn't he, he, was, he? He was. He was, like, more recent. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in, like, 1800. Right, he's not in that, I don't think. Why well, yeah, do I remember? I remember he was, like, pretty similar times to, like, Rav Shimshon Rafal Hirsch, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, Shout right. out to Ramanit Leah. Yeah, I do think that you're right. 
Newton. Because I remember reading a Wikipedia page about the Malbim. Well, now I learned something new about the Maharal that I should maybe try to read some of his commentary. Yeah, that sounds good. my book. You can read It's not mine. I took it from the base. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. can have it. That's what I do all the time. Same. <laughs> Any book I have, it's from the base. <sighs> okay. Thought bubble. Popped. Where are we? Here? Yeah. Okay. Don Yitzchak Abarbanel is particularly troubled by this issue, citing sources that picture the temple as large, as larger than all the land of Israel and Jerusalem, as larger than half the civilized world, Chatsi Hayishuv. He sees this these understandings as absurd. Ironically, that civilized world took the first step towards getting the the much large. Wait, ironically that quote-unquote, civilized world, took the first step towards getting much larger in Abarbanel's own day with Columbus's voyage to the New World. Nonetheless, Abarbanel uh, recalculates the size as described in the text and claims that Yechezkel's, um, Yechezkel's vision only has Jerusalem becoming a city which, which a normal individual could walk across in four hours, a third of a day. This is far smaller than, for example, the biblical Ninveh, which took three days to walk across, and is well within the limits that one could imagine the city becoming in messianic times. It also strikes me that a walk from the current northwest to southwest corner of Jerusalem would take just about four hours to accomplish. We should do that. We should have a little to you. Absolutely. Just four-hour walk across Jerusalem, make sure that it's within the lines. (laughs) Good time it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, would you would you guys listen to a four hour podcast? Oh my god! Of us just thought bubbling across Jerusalem. <laughs> Once we're famous, Especially we should make it like a parade. We, we should make vlog. a parade. Oh my god, guys! Do you guys want to see how our you face vlog? <laughs> no one who doesn't no. know us. <laughs> well, like nobody. Knows your friends don't know me, looks. and my friends don't know you. That's true. So, oh my god! Let us know in the comments, in the comments down below <laughs> if you want to see our faces. Um, once we hit 12,000 subs, I don't know why 12 just happened, but once oh. we hit 12,000 subscribers, um, I would vlog we'll do for like a- 12 subscribers. All right. Once we get 12 subscribers, <laughs> do a little vlog. 12,000, we'll do face reveal. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thought bubble popped. Abarbanel also makes mention of the fourth approach, though he doesn't like it. He says that. He says that some see Echezkel's vision as applying to something he saw in heaven and not to structures that will exist on earth. I like that. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a little cop-outy. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, it's just a dream. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'll allow it. I don't know. I think I'm like... It makes sense. Like, it's not totally clear in my head, like, the... Okay, like, one opinion is that it's going to, like, become massive and one is that it's, like, four hours across. Like, I don't really... Yeah. I don't know what they're getting It's at, very, okay. very, like, broad. I think it's because, like, the language is, like, kind of vague. Like, it could be, like, half the world, half the country, uh-huh. half of Jerusalem. Got it. Okay, well, despite Abarbanel's objection... <laughs> it sounds like, like you're saying it. Like, you're like, all right, well, despite... <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Guys, this is the Rabbi text. Dr. Barry Frundell. So he says that despite <laughs> Abarbanel's objection, the idea of a heavenly Jerusalem, and particularly of a heavenly temple, is well-founded in our sources. As part of that imagery, there are texts that describe the temple at the end of days descending in finished form from the celestial realm to stand as a miraculous presence in the rebuilt Jerusalem. These texts are part of, or are associated with, sources from Hechalot mysticism. This literature, also known as Merkava mysticism, contains detailed descriptions of mystics such as Rabbi Akiva traveling through the seven heavens to stand before God's throne and join with the angels in singing God's praises. The description of these heavens and what they contain is filled with portrayals of celestial structures that, to use the common vernacular, are ginormous. 
As an example, the distance between each of the heavens, as well as the thickness of each heaven itself, is described as a journey of 500 years. In this environment, the picture of a temple and, of, and a Jerusalem that are very large is not surprising. Importantly, the literary... The literary origin of this mysticism lies in the first three chapters of the book of Yechazkel, particularly in chapter one, where the heavens opened and I, Yechazkel, saw visions of God. The last chapters of the book may now serve as a balancing section, which creates symmetry for the entire Sefer. You know what I was thinking? What? This is a thought bubble. Like, you know how there's that huge, like, one of the, like, big problems with, like, Triatomitim is, like, how is the world going to be big enough for, like, everyone to come back? Oh, yeah. Like, so many people... So, like, what if the dimensions of the world just, like, change? And then, like, it fits in with this, that, like, Jerusalem would be, like, humongous and the temple would be, like, so large. Because, like... Like, as an open miracle or as, like, an anomaly in, like, nature and, like, physics? An open miracle. I think, like, once Mashiach comes, we're going to be, like... Right, it depends on No, I mean, I don't know. That's, no, that's just my opinion. Yeah, totally, totally. That's just like, my, you guys like, can all, so like, call us heretics, like, burn your phones, like, it's fine. Okay, well, right now, this, like, the whole, like, mystical view of, like, a by it coming down and everything, like, that's yeah. just, like, one of, like, the many, many perspectives. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think in a world where that is, like, how Mashiach In a world. In a world. Where Mashiach. <laughs> where Mashiach falls out of the sky. No, where the Veda Mikdash, like, falls out of the sky. Like, I think in that world, we could have Hashem just be, like, now the world is humongous and fits everything yeah, in it. Totally. And my prophecies were correct. So. I mean. I mean, thank you. I mean, like, it's not, like, better or worse than anything else that could happen, you know? Like, it's just, like, another thing that could happen. Yeah. It's, like, up there in the There's... realm of possibilities. Oh, my God, yes. The realm of ideas. Yeah. The cloud. It's no. up there. <laughs> it's up in the cloud, guys. And uh, just we... like this podcast is. Yeah. <laughs> Stream us on. On everything. <laughs> on everything. If you, like, when you're in the shower, <laughs> when I'm... you're... No. Yeah, Torah? No, never mind. I this don't is know. Guys, this true. is pure Torah. <laughs> Not in the shower. Oh in the God. car. In the car. On um, a plane. When you're on, on a, a run. When you're on a run, like, you need some words of encouragement. Go! You got this. Guys. <laughs> Yalla. Keep running. Guys, Kajima, this, Kajima. this is perfect entertainment for, like, the Jerusalem Marathon. You're right. Plug. Oh, my God. Put us on, like, double speed and you'll just, like, Yeah, you'll be running. Yeah. Run, Come run, on. Run. Let's go. You got this. We have way too many thought bubbles in this episode. Like, why is this entire episode just, like, us talking? I think it's because all I've eaten today is a Twix bar. Okay, you need to finish so that we I can... I am so ready. We have eat. two more paragraphs, guys. Bear with us. Okay. Woo! But... Is there a way to bridge the gap between the heavenly vision of the temple and Yechezkel's prophecy that was very much that very much seems to depict a building that exists on this earth? Rabbi Jacob Weiss likens the relationship between the heavenly temple and the earthly temple to the relationship between the body and the soul. Just as the body is a product of this world into which the soul descends to, um, into which the soul descends, so too the temple will be built in this world by people, and then the spiritual heavenly temple that comes from God will descend into it. Now, just as the soul is not measurable in human terms in this world, so too the heavenly temple, which is immense in the visions that Yechezkel sees, may not manifest itself in the same way down here. Um, it may be that the model of spirituality, um, wait, that the model of a spiritually enormous entity, um, the heavenly temple or the soul that accompanies, animates, and transcends the physically limiting confines of a physical body or, or this worldly building, is reflected here. As such, all the pieces may fit together. One can integrate Yechezkel's prophecy with the heavenly Jerusalem and temple and rebuild Jerusalem um, 
the rebuilt Jerusalem and the temple of the end of days and the geographic locations in um, of the city and the sanctuary. All of them make sense in a temple that is physically constructed by human beings but infused with a spiritual temple sent by God from heaven. This should challenge us to realize that we too need to transcend our physical limitations to reach for something higher and more meaningful. Wow. Think higher? Oh my god. Plug on Mudim. In the end, this prophecy and this Haftorah are sources of speculation and hope about the physical and spiritual magnificence of the end of days. But even today, we work toward we can work towards building a world that begins to reflect that vision. I like that little like at the end, like Vartora like mm-hmm. lesson. And I liked that I like that like vision. It's very good. like it's a really I liked that. What's it called? Opinion. Like like centrist opinion, you know? Like, like it's, yeah, like he took like, like we the build very it. mystical or yeah. whatever and he like also just like took the practicality of all the other temples and stuff and then he was like so like a manifestation like we can think of it more as like um like a message and yeah. stuff like that. And like, I love it. Like I love the ideas like whenever people talk about like your physical body versus your like spiritual like nishama mm-hmm. and stuff like I love that stuff. Like that's always like when a teacher says that I'm like okay, listening <laughs> yes. in this class. Uh-huh. That's but really um But, like, I really like that. Like, I like what he's saying about... Like, I like the idea that we're all, like, little kind of, like, versions. What was the word that you said during our, like, color war thing? Like, microchasm? Oh, yeah, microchasm. Yeah, like, like, we're all microchasms of, um, like, basically the beta mikdash. Like, we all have, like, a body that's, like, physical and, like, you can see what the size of it is when you, like, look at it and, like, measure it with a Mm -hmm. measuring tape or whatever. But, like, our nishamas, like, we don't know how big they are. Yeah. Like, the they could be, like, like, like that could be my aura. I don't oh know. Gosh. To get, like, Literally. extra mystical. Like, I don't know how big my nishamas Like, I love that. Like, I love that, like, the beta mikdash could be like that. Like, we could build it with, like, human proportions. Like, we could see, like, how big Ugh, the... Right, but, like, the ideas and, like, the spirituality of it yeah, are, like, it's boundless. humongous. Like, it could be half the world. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I like that. Yay, Judaism. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Okay. That's no, the moral I, of the story. Yeah, that was that was really amazing. I liked it. Um, They've been pretty fire lately. Yeah. Like Hala Mitoha Oha. Like Mitoha Oh. I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as we did. Yeah, this was a fun one. And yeah, have why is there only one half Torah every week? Like why can't we have seven half Torahs? <laughs> yeah, but now it's like sad. What do I have to look forward to for the rest of the week? We did this on Tuesday. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, like now I have a whole like learn more. True. Yeah, we could. I feel like it's just so much more fun to learn with a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, yeah. We could do like a special episode. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would you guys be down for a special episode? Comment down below. We'll do it anyway, but if you have any suggestions, comment. And or what I mean by that is just text heavy like guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. I hope your week's going really well and enjoy that countdown to Shabbat. Woo. Okay. Yeah. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Bye. Alihi.